Vera Payne. Famous guitarist and songwriter Jim Fairchild joins me to speak about his career and latest project, Small Isles. Thanks for joining me, Jim. Thank you for having me, man. Good to talk to you. So tell me a little bit about how you started with guitar. Was this something that you were doing as a kid, or is it something that you got into when you were much older? Yeah, I started with guitar very, very early. Um, my brother always had a guitar around. He didn't really play that much, but I would tinker with it. And then I guess I was into a couple of bands when I was in junior high, Iron Maiden and The Faction and U2. And all of those bands really made me want to learn how to play. So I started with bass. I started taking lessons in bass. And then I moved to guitar and I've been playing ever since. And that was a long, long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago now, but uh, it, it definitely was. Did you play any other instruments or was it just guitar and bass you settled on? I, mean, I can play other instruments okay. I definitely wouldn't consider myself to be as adept at like drums or keyed instruments as guitar, but I can play those serviceably, I guess. Now, I know you were the guitarist for Granddaddy. What was that like? I mean, I still am as much as Granddaddy is a functioning band. It's not super functioning anymore, but Granddaddy was the first band that I was in, you know, that, that had any success at all. All of us, you know, were friends in Modesto. All of us were skateboarders, and there were very few musician skateboarders in Modesto, so we kind of gravitated toward each other, and Jason wrote these incredible songs, and we're really fortunate that people took notice of them all over the world. And it's not an exaggeration to say that Granddaddy gave me this incredible life that I've been able to lead. You know, Granddaddy gave me every opportunity professionally and, and in many ways personally that I've ever enjoyed. I've been a musician, a professional musician now for 20, I don't know, five or six years, you know, since I was in my very early 20s. So Granddaddy gave me everything. It was an incredible experience and it, it I, I learned so much of what I know about the business and, and about being a person from my experience in that band. And, you know, I'll always treasure that with those, with those four other people. How did that lead you to Modest Mouse? Isaac is a Granddaddy fan. And so there was a moment where Dan Gallucci from Modest Mouse, who they wrote the Good News for People Who Love Bad News record. They wrote that record with him. He was leaving the band, and I was asked to fill in for the sh last shows for... The campaign for that record, all due to my membership in Granddaddy. And then it took a while for me to become a full-fledged member of Modest Mouse because Johnny Marr was just starting to write songs with them. So once Johnny was no longer in the picture, I joined Modest Mouse, and that was in 2008 when Isaac asked me to do that. Now, I have a cousin who's a drummer, and he's told me stories before mm -hmm. of like him just being a drummer. It's He'll get just gigs. Random bands will be like, hey, can you can you read this music? Can you play it? And he's like, yeah, sure. It's just money, right? So he never mm -hmm. really tried to put his stamp on anything that already was done. Was that how it kind of was when you first joined Modest Mouse? Like, when can you put your own essence into a song? When I was in Modest Mouse, you know, Isaac, something that he's really, really good at is, you know, controls the band as much as any person who forms a band does. But he's also, he's really good about bringing people around him who he appreciates their strengths and their vibe and if they stay around for a while he's, he's really good at you know integrating those and letting those exist you know so he'll definitely let you know what he likes about your playing and you know empower you to dig in on that stuff and let that exist in the sound of, of his band yeah that's pretty fair i mean it's like you're coming in on it so it's kind of like have, you have to follow their lead yeah for sure i mean you know 
when I joined the band, they were, you know, what was what was that? Three, four, five full-length albums in, and then you know a number of EPs and singles. So there's a lot of material there that existed. So there's definitely like there's a sound and there's an imprint. But Isaac was always very careful about in those early days being like, I don't really know what I played there. Just just make something up or or you know just use that as a template. He's good about empowering people creatively for sure. So you still dabble with Granddaddy. You're a full-fledged member of Modest Mouse. And I also heard you're the A&R for Danger Bird Records. How'd that come about? I mean, I've known Peter, who's the founder of Danger Bird, for, I guess, 17 years now. And let's see here, maybe two and a half years ago, the person who was doing A&R needed a little help. It was just kind of getting to be too much. So I was on as a consultant. They asked me, like, you know, can you just come on and recommend bands to us? And I started doing that, and I was running, there's a single series that we have at Danger Bird called Microdose. So at first, I was just doing the Microdose series. And then as some of that stuff, you know, filtered out into the world, people dug it, and the people at the label dug it. And then the person who was doing A&R left after I'd been consulting for a little over a year, and then they asked me to come on full-time. So now some of those bands that I originally signed to Microdose are now actually on the roster, and then you know, we're, we're fleshing it out with a bunch of other bands as well. And then, you know, there's also bands that have been on there for a long time that all of my experience in writing songs and making records, whatever needs to get done to help people get their songs done or to get their records completed, I'm pretty good at being able to help people do that. You know, whatever needs to happen for that to be the case is what I can do. And I have to say, since I'm talking to you from Chicago, that Flow Mass, who is an incredible band, from Chicago. They're now on Dangerbird, and their record's going to be done really soon, and we are so stoked to have them. Oh, man, you are so busy. That's amazing. You now also have a project called Small Isles. What's this about? Well, Small Isles, I've always loved film scores, and I've always loved instrumental music. I mean, I love songs, too. I still make songs, but songs in the sense of, like, you know, with, with, with vocals and verses and choruses and those sorts of melodies, but I've always loved film music, and I've always loved ambient and instrumental music, so I conceived of this idea where I would make imagined scores for imaginary films. And I started with the idea on tour with Modest Mouse. I would just set up my mobile rig every day and I would just compose. I would sit down with a guitar. I would wheel this mobile (laughs) recording setup into every backstage, sometimes even on the bus. And I would just start making music. Eventually, when I got home, I had met this guy, Jacob Snyder, and we were working on a few things together. And I asked him if he could, you know, listen to some of it and tell me what he thought. And he had some really great ideas for singing on it. So he started contributing a lot to the record. And then I basically, I love this movie called The Ice Storm, which Ang Lee directed. And Rick Moody wrote the novel that the film is based on. So what I was imagining for this first record was that it would be an incentive for Rick Moody and Ang Lee to join forces and make kind of like a spiritual sequel to The Ice Storm. Not really related in terms of character, but in terms of like the type of story it is and that it would take place in California. But what I wanted was that the uh, the album would, they would hear it and they'd be like, you know what, we got to get together and, and come up with a movie, movie based on these songs. And then, and then also that these songs could function as cues in the soundtrack for, for their movie. <laughs> so in mixing the record, my friend Mike Creswell, who I've worked with forever, he mixed it. Once I started getting the mixes back, what I realized was that Jacob, the stuff that Jacob is on half of this record, but all of the stuff that Jacob was on was my favorite music on the record. And so then I asked him if he wanted to just make a project out of it to actually form a band. And so now it's a full, you know, project 
and it's a full band. Um, and we have an EP that's almost done. I'll send that to Mike to mix in the next couple of weeks. And so this record comes out next week, the full, the first full length called The Valley of the Mountains of the Sea. And then there will be another EP out late this year, and there's going to be some strings on it, some real strings. And then we have plans for another EP to follow that one shortly after. So it's a full project, and I want it to be something that, you know, we can start scoring for people and with people. Like, this is, this is meant to be a, a real endeavor.
love that it all started with your little mobile makeshift studio, <laughs> a full-fledged thing. That's so beautiful. I love that, that it started so small and then it just snowballed into something this grand. I wanted to be more focused on the road because there's so much time, you know, that, that's just kind of, there's not much happening. And I tried for years and years, I tried to look at that as an opportunity to make more music and it didn't really take for a while. <laughs> and then I don't know if it's, if it's a direct result of this, but I stopped drinking about five and a half years ago. So I found myself with a little more energy than I used to have for the first 20 some years that I was touring. And I used that extra energy to make the beginnings of a record. I like that you talked about being on the road because now that the country is opening back up, do you expect to go on tour soon? I am not going to go on tour soon. Um, I do want to play some small aisle shows this year, but that's all the touring that I'm going to be doing, which I don't think that's actually going to be touring. I want to play some small aisle shows with strings, like in, you know, beautiful places. I think of like the Chicago theater where you guys are like, that's too big. Like no one knows we exist yet, but you know, I want to, recontextualize my relationship to live music a little bit and i want to do it with like you know jacob on keys me on guitar some live strings i want to play like beautiful halls but i want it to be loud and still like a rock performance but in this context of small aisles well jim thank you so much for joining me i really appreciate you being here and for those listening where can they find more information about you so our record is out on AKP Recordings, which is a division of Dangerbird. You look up Small Isles, you know, anywhere on Spotify or Apple, or if you go to the akprecordings.com website, there's a lot of good intel there as well. This has been the Mason Vera Payne Show. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to hear more? Head to wgnradio.com for exclusive content by Mason. Also, follow Mason on Facebook and Twitter at Mason Vera Payne, that's all one word, and don't forget to share the show with your friends. 